Thanks for being here today. Let me introduce to you our friend and my co-teacher today. This is Molly Heacock. Say hello to everybody, Good Molly. Good morning. Thanks yeah, so Molly's a big shot, or at least she thinks she is at Care for AIDS, and we just kind of go along with her, you know, but she really is kind of a big deal. And I'm so grateful that you're here with us today. And uh, Cornell's with us today, and Abby is with us today. It's like we just went all out on Care for AIDS today. Well, let me tell you why we're doing this. Um, you know, when you think about all of the things that we do as a church around our community, um, it is, it's absolutely astounding to me. But in our six-plus year uh, relationship and partnership with Care for AIDS, there, there's been some amazing things that happened there, too. Uh, and the kind of things that you look at and say, okay, only God could do that. And so we wanted, we wanted to take Molly and her story and her work that she does and let her tell you the story. But, but here's why. One, um, we are, uh, one of the things that makes Care for AIDS such a wonderful partner for Sugar Hill is the fact that when we say uh, the funds that we use go directly to those needs, they really do. And I, I just, I, when I hear the stories of what they do and how they do it, I'm beyond measure just blown away. So Molly, tell us, uh, one, how in the world did you get connected to Care for AIDS? And, and if you could kind of put it in a sentence, what is, what is the heartbeat of Care for AIDS and how they serve folks in uh, Kenya and Tanzania? Good. while we talk. But um, I got involved in Care for AIDS. I'm going to change my answer from the last service. Keep awesome. You These folks are totally um, used to that. Yeah. By the way, this, this crowd's usually much cooler than the 930 oh, crowd. Maybe yeah. I can get some amens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe not. No. They, I noticed in their singing today, they, they really kind of stunk it up. I didn't know what was going on out there today. Y'all not wake, woken up yet? I mean, are you going to be okay? Or is it just you can't sing? Okay, I'll go with both. Yeah, sorry. Um, Detra- distracted there. Well, I kind of got really on fire for Care for AIDS. Right around the time I was introduced for Care for AIDS, almost five years ago, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. Um, and I know if we did a show of hands, I'm sure every single one of you in this room has either had a family member or personally experienced or at least one degree of separation experienced cancer and the devastation that it can bring to a family. Um, but when my mom brought us all together to tell about her diagnosis, of course, my dad was right there. Mm-hmm. My sisters and I were there. We were with her the whole way. Uh, they, my parents go to a little Baptist church out in Kennesaw, and I joke that Baptist women have like a spiritual gift of making casseroles and bringing Absolutely. them to people. Um, so she was so well cared for after her diagnosis, and the entire church community, people we didn't even know, uh, came around her and helped her through that process, and she's doing really well today. Mm-hmm. Um, but the experience for a woman in Kenya with an HIV diagnosis could not be further from the story that my mom mm-hmm. experienced. And I remember my first time in Kenya in 2013, I met a woman named Jen, who reminded me so much of my mother with mm-hmm. her hospitality, and she had three girls, and she was just so welcoming. But when she brought her kids together and her husband to tell them her diagnosis, they kicked her out of the house. Mm. She lost her job. The church said, you're not welcome here anymore because this is a curse from God. Um, And her experience just could not have been further from my mom's experience. Mm. I know cancer and HIV are different, but it's a diagnosis at the end of the day, a really scary one. Um, So I just was 
burdened by God that an, an accident of latitude and longitude mm. should not determine whether someone lives or dies. Wow. Uh, if you're looking for a tweetable moment, that's it. My goodness. That's, that's so, a winner. So, yeah. let me, so here's, here's the thing that uh, I'd love to try for you to convey to our folks, and that is uh, I've learned more and more about what Care for AIDS is all about. Um, here's what I find interesting about it is that there is a uh, there's, there's such, apparently, there is such a strong belief in the areas you minister to in Kenya and Tanzania where when a mom or a dad has HIV or AIDS, they're treated like we know people with leprosy were treated in Bible times, where it, it's, it's one of those things where you don't get to stay where you're at, you're an outcast. You're, you're treated like, like you're not even a human anymore. So you have this separation of, of the people that can come around like your mom and minister and care for, but that is non-existent in that space. And so the simple fact that an agency like, like Care for AIDS has this passionate heart to be able to minister to people that the rest of the world has said, well, you're dead to us. So what, what I love is that it's really a ministry of life to death. I mean, genuinely, it's life to death. You said something in the first hour that uh, I want you to try to figure out what you said. Maybe you're like me, and once you say it, it's like I have no idea. But uh, you, you related a story of Peter to, to this ministry. Can, can you walk? I thought that was so cool. I wish I'd have preached it. Um, so I was telling you in the first hour that I relate a lot to Peter, and like I love those moments when Peter gets it right. I'm just like, yeah. Like, yeah, I love yeah. to be right. So I'm like, when Peter's right, it gives me hope. Um, and there's a, a time in the scripture when Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's like, who do they say that I am? And they're like, oh, they say you're Elijah. They say you're this, they say that. And then he says, who do you say I am? And Peter, ever eager, is like, you're the Messiah. You're the son yeah, of God. Yeah. This one I know is right. Um, and so Jesus says in response, you know, yes, you're right. I'll call you Peter on this rock. I'll build my church yeah. um, against which the gates of hell cannot prevail. Amen. And um, two things about that that I just love so much are one, I think a lot of times we think of like the church, like in the gates of hell, like coming at us and we're like, no, it's okay, we're safe. But like gates are not an offensive weapon, they're right, a defensive right. weapon. Yeah. So I think in that Jesus was telling Peter and us as the church, like you are called to like storm the gates of hell. Yeah, like they're yeah. not going to keep us out. Right. Like we're going where the people who are experiencing hell on earth Preach, are. Preach girl. That's good. Yeah. And so you have I, three points with so, that? Because yeah, you wrap points. it up. I got a poem. We can do a, We got it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, so, so in Care for AIDS, I love that perspective because here's what's very cool. Rather than being a reactive ministry that waits to see, okay, maybe we're not needed. There's this proactive charging the gates kind of ministry that you guys do. And this was the thing that just rocked me. And uh, so here, here you go, guys. This is, this is the, the big aha. When I realized that you could invest $300 to bury a person in Kenya or Tanzania, or you could invest $300 and that family that you serve with that $300 extends their life by at least 25 years the same amount of money that it costs to go from death to life changes the world of literally hundreds and thousands of people. Imagine if you would, uh, like in, in the center that, that we get to partner with, uh, how many folks do you think have come through that one center, or just to give us an idea? So since Sugar Hill started partnering with Care Fades, which is a little more than six years ago, you guys have supported more than 500 
families in that one particular church. Oh, my stars. So that's 500 families who, yeah. Golly. Listen, if we, if we had 500 families around Sugar Hill that the world has cast off as, as nothings, we'd be killing ourselves trying to serve them. Here's the beauty. There is absolutely no difference in God's creation to those 500 families we've already served than the folks that we serve here in this Lanier cluster around. They are the same people created by the same loving God. And as a church, I believe the Lord, just like he has given us this city, I believe he has given us hundreds and thousands of more families that just happen to be in sub-Saharan Africa. What an unbelievable opportunity to go from life to death, real life, honest to goodness ministry. So, um, so if a family comes and they're part of the center and um, we naturally, we know you're sharing Christ with them and they're coming to faith. But you know, every miracle in, in the New Testament combines a couple of things. Yes, it's a physical miracle, but, it, but it's also a spiritual miracle. They all go hand in hand. This is why I think what you guys do is so unique. So help us understand, we get kind of the, the spiritual side. It's like the guys that you know, took the stretcher and laid, cut a hole in the roof, laid it before Jesus. And Jesus says, after all of the religious people are totally freaked out about it, he, he says, get up and walk and take your bed and go home. And then he, knowing that they're griping, thinking, okay, who could do that? He says, okay, what is easier, to tell a man he can walk or to forgive him of his sins? And everybody's like, ah. And if you think about it, that's the story. The entire story is the fact that here we have a ministry working with hundreds of people that can go from death to life, and we are sharing Christ with them, and they are coming to faith in Christ, but what's the, what's the physical process? What is it that we're also helping them do? That's huge. So what we are doing in each center, each Care for Aids center, and this is my favorite part about Care for Aids, is housed within an already existing local church. So people who are HIV positive are coming to this church to receive the physical care that they need, which means being connected to medication. Um, they're given a food ration every week to feed their entire family. They're getting counseling, individualized counseling and group therapy. So it's really a holistic approach to healing. Um, and one thing that I love about how Care for AIDS works through the local church is um, in the book of Isaiah, the people of God are described as people who turn swords into plowshares. Mm. And it's this beautiful metaphor of taking an instrument that is known for death and through working on it over time, making it into an instrument that is created to cultivate life. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing Jesus did on the cross. He took an instrument of death and gave us life mm. through it. And that's our goal is to empower the local church through you guys, through y'all's generous giving, to empower churches in Kenya to take AIDS which is a notorious instrument of death in mm. East Africa, and to work with it and create mm. life out of that, to take back what could have been lost to yeah. death and to, to give it life. So when we say things like for $300, uh, you, rather than investing it in a death, which that, that's, I'm assuming standard going rate, if you will, for, for being able to bury and have a funeral for a person in Kenya or Tanzania. Just, just I mean, when I think about that and I realize how, how many thousands of dollars it does here, but what really lights me up is the fact that you don't have to choose that. 
I mean, the, the Lord God said, no, we don't have to do that. I want to bring them life. And this is the coolest thing. Can you imagine as Jesus ascends and returns to heaven and the angels say, what's your plan, Lord? What, how are we going to be a part of the redemptive plan of mankind? How are we going to change the world? And the Lord looks down and says, look at those folks at Care for AIDS and look at those folks at Sugar Hill Church. That's the plan. And the angel said, what's plan B? And the Lord said, there is no plan B. Those are my people. You watch, my people will make it happen. My people will be stirred in their heart to do the right thing to make it happen. I, in your handout that Bobby mentioned earlier, there's some pictures of just some of the folks that we've had the privilege of being able to serve at Care for AIDS. I, I wanna read a passage to you today that um, I hope will kind of take all of this and put it in a cool summation for you. Paul's writing to a church in, in a town called Ephesus, and it's, it's a hub town. It's a, it's a very busy place with busy streets. And Paul says, therefore, I, a prisoner, he's in jail because he's been telling these folks that Jesus is the only way. And he goes on, he says, I am a prisoner for serving the Lord. And listen to this, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. What Paul's saying is, he's not saying, oh, come on, I beg you. What he's saying is, if you break that language down, he's saying to you and I and the people in Ephesians, in Ephesus with his book to the, let, the letter to Ephesians, here's what he's saying. I urge you as if somebody was dying that you would get there. He's not saying, take your time, think about it, pray about it. He says, I beg you to do this. And this is what he's asking us to do. He's begging us to lead a life worthy of our calling. Now think about that. All of us have first been called by the person and the presence of Jesus that we might be God's part of the redemptive plan of mankind, whether it is in Kenya or whether it is here in the Lanier Cluster. We have been called, our calling is first to Christ, and Christ is the one that gave us instruction to go do the work and to walk and to live in his power. And then he gives us great clarity about what we're to do. He says, be humble and gentle. You know what I know? A family with HIV that has riddled their family, had cast them out as outcasts. They don't need one more person to scream at them. And in love, let me say, they don't need one more nut job preacher to tell them that that's some curse on them. Could I just say that in the Greek, that's called idiocy. What, what we want to be a part of is in love and in grace and in forgiveness and in mercy and in humility. We want to say, Jesus loves you. God has a plan for you. And even if you live there, not in Sugar Hill Church, you are loved by his church. And then he goes on and says, be patient with each other. Oh, my stars. Wait a minute. This is not good for a, for a group of people that are flipping people off as they're trying to get off the parking lot. Come on. He goes on though and he says this, we're gonna make allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Always keep yourselves united in the Holy Spirit and bind yourself together with peace. When we take those directions, then we know we're living a worth of our calling. You say, well Chuck, what is it? How do you connect all that to care for AIDS? When we choose to live a life worthy of that calling, it will inevitably lead us to do two things. It will break our heart for people in need and we will do something about it. That's what it does. When you live a life worthy of the calling of Jesus our Lord, what comes out of that at the end of all of it is this one thing. 
I will do what he has called me to do. God is in the people business. His son, the Lord Jesus, is in the redemptive business. And they have said, come be a part of this work. Use us. That's what he's doing. He's saying, I am calling you to make a difference in those folks' lives and the folks around here, which is exactly what Jesus left us as instruction. So I unashamedly am going to ask you today, would you be willing to take one family's life and with an investment of $300, expand and extend their life by at least 25 years rather than paying for one of them to get buried. And you say, well, Chuck, $300 is a lot of money. I know, I totally get it. I said, I, I, I did a family right before the 9.30 hour. I'm gonna do another family here at the 11 o'clock hour. Jenny and I are doing our part. All I wanna ask you to do is don't miss the blessing of doing your part. You say, well, Chuck, really, does all that money go directly to those families? And, and unequivocally, the answer is absolutely. This is why we partner with Care for AIDS, because they have a passionate desire to do mission the way we believe the Lord's called the local church to do mission. So I want to ask you, would you be willing to give? Now, let me tell you how simple we made it. So you can open up the app, and the very top button, you can say, partner for Care for AIDS. You can hit it, and you can give on last hour, Better than $6,000 were given through, through the app, just the app. Now, if, you, if you're like, no, I don't do the app, I don't understand it, doesn't make sense, then there's a text number on the screen, 770-749-7559. When you text that number, the first option you will get is to give to Care for AIDS. Now, you could say, well, Chuck, listen, with all the other stuff we do, should we really be giving money to care for people in Kenya? Listen, church, I promise you, let me make you a promise. I, I guarantee you this. When the church stops giving to people in need, God's going to write Ichabod over the door and shut us down. When we give like we are called to give, we will always have more to give. I'll promise you that's true. When we give as individuals, when we give collectively, I'll promise you this. You can never outgive God and you can never outgive the blessing he wants to pour on your life. So unashamedly, I'm asking you, $300, you say, Chuck, I, I, $300 is totally out of our reach. Great. Can you do 50? Can you do 100? Can you do 103 times? Can you do 56 times? But, now listen to me, some of y'all in here have money, all right? I know it and you know it, all right? So I'm talking for a few minutes so you can find your checkbook and you can write a check. You say, well, Chuck, I've already given. Okay, let's do it again, all right? Because some of you guys, Literally, some of you can write a $1,500 check today, never miss it, and care for five, for five families. Some of you could do 2,100. Shoot, man, there's three or four of you guys who could do the whole 24 grand that I've been praying for, and you wouldn't miss it. You say, well, Chuck, are you guilting us? If that's what it takes, yes. Because I'll promise you, nobody's doing more hand-on-hand -hand ministry than these folks are. And so I'm going to talk for a minute while you get out your app, while you open it up, while you wipe. Some of you have those $100 bills tucked behind your, your, your driver's license. You're saving them for a rainy day. Break them out. Now, have I done enough to get your attention for that? Because remember, 300 bucks takes a family from death to life. I can't think of a greater investment on the planet. You know what that teaching that Paul wrote to the Ephesians tells us? When you live a life worthy of your calling to Christ Jesus, it will inevitably lead you to have a broken heart for people and do something about it. 
So I want to ask you unashamedly, guys, let's do another offering. I, you may not have been prepared for that, but you, let's do it. Come on. I got folks writing checks. I got folks looking for money. Man, they just, they desperately need to give it away. Y'all, come on. Let's do, let's do this offering thing all over again. We can do it. Yeah. I know y'all are thinking Chuck's gone crazy. Some of y'all are saying, Chuck, we, we, listen, this church has needs. We need to give to the church. Okay, but listen, church stops giving. We're in trouble, guys. This is what we're here to do. So uh, have I given you guys enough time to write a check? Have I given you enough time to dig for the hundreds? You got it? Molly, was that too hardcore or were we good? Perfect. Oh, thanks. Good. Yeah. All right. So here's what I want to do. Cornell, come on up here. We want you to pray for our, uh, pray for our, our offering. Uh, Cornell speaks, Cornell, your native language is Swahili, right? Okay. So we have a, we have over across in the chapel right now, about 180 people listen to Carlos, our Spanish pastor. When he speaks in Spanish in our room, he gets all excited about it. he's preaching in the heavenly language. So if you could, would you pray for our offering in Swahili so we can totally blow him out of the water today? That'd be so cool. Could you do that? All right, do it, man. Let's pray. Baba katika jina la Yesu, tunakushukuru kwa sababu ya nafasi hii kubwa ambayo umetupatia ili tuweze kukutolea kwa ajili ya kazi yako ambayo inaendelea huko kwetu Kenya. Mungu Baba, tunapoandaa kuondoa ninakuomba uweze kubariki watoto wako, uweze kubariki watu wako Mungu Baba, mahali wanatoa, wengine wanatoa kwa biashara zao. Mungu Baba, bariki biashara zao. Kuna wengine wanafanya kazi na Mungu Baba uweze kuwabariki kazi zao. Mungu Baba, kanisa kwa jumla uweze kuwabariki, uweze kuwainua na kanisa hili Mungu Baba pia uweze kuwainua kwa sababu ya kazi kubwa ambayo wanatusaidia kufanya huko kwetu Kenya. Jina lako linuliwe Mungu Baba. Muhimu Mungu Baba ni kwamba tuweze kuinua kazi yako na kazi yako uweze kuendelea. Jina la Yesu iweze kubarikiwa na iweze kuinuliwa. Tunakubariki tunapoendelea kuondoa wakati kama huu. Yesu tunakupenda na tunakuheshimu. Katika jina la Yesu nimeomba nikiamini. Amen. What he said. All right, y'all pass those baskets. We need to do some stuff here. So uh, let me tell you a, a, another way for you to connect with us with Care for AIDS. So when you leave out the back doors today, there's a table set up. Uh, Molly and Abby and Cornell and the Busers will be there. And they've got a trip coming up soon. And you could just... You're not committing to it. You just say, man, I'd like to know, what's it cost? What, what do I need to do? How, do I, how can I plan accordingly? Uh, Bobby can set you up a payment plan to figure out how to do that. And I just think it would be one of the coolest things in the world for you to actually tangibly see these hundreds of families that you're giving to today and see God at work right there. So I'd, I'd love for you to join us. But you guys go ahead and make your way to the table because they're, they're going to stop and talk to you all the time. Molly, I am so grateful. Thanks for coming to Sugar Hill Church. We want to be just a very cool partner with you because we believe in everything you do. What you guys do over there is like Sugar Hill Church here. And that's what gets me excited. Ladies, uh, Stop at the table, as Bob already said, about Flourish. And uh, man, I'm so excited. You guys know that we're running like 150 or 60 more people this year in adult uh, small groups than we did just a year ago. That's, that so thrills me, and I'm so excited for it. So today, yeah, go ahead and clap. You're going to clap, clap, man. Let's do it. So today, uh, that Jesus who called you with a calling that he's saying, live worthy of that. Listen, let him go before you and make a way and make your crooked path straight. This is what he does, and he loves to do it for you. Let him go within you and bring you peace and joy, fulfillment and contentment because he is always good and you are always loved. 
and let him come behind you in days that are difficult and dark and pick you up and carry you through the middle of the problem, not around it, only so he can set you down victoriously on your feet and wipe away your tears, kiss you on the forehead and wrap you up in his arms and you get to hear and see your savior say, my child, say it with me, I love you. God bless you, go in peace.